Hello and welcome to the Sounder Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the Wall and Hogs. I'm your host, Charlie Lobner. Got a great show for you today. Before we get started, though, I want to address the issue. Our website is down. That is uh, trueballisticsllc.com. Um, if you're trying to get on the website to purchase ammo, you're trying to get on the website to upload your hogs into the online hog hunting tournament, uh, and you are unable to do so, it is on our part right now. We are getting it fixed. We have an IT crew on it. So bear with us. Keep track of those hogs that you are still hunting. Um, if you have not gotten those hogs approved, you tried to submit them and it wasn't going through, keep track of all that. As soon as we get this straightened out, bear with me. Um, we'll get all that accounted for, get you credit for them. And we're also going to probably double up on our prizes for I don't see this getting fixed soon. It's a pretty major deal, but most likely April is going to be a bust, but we'll get started back up in May and get y'all y'all's prizes. So want to apologize for that, but there was nothing we could do about it. These things happen as part of running a website. So <clears throat> going to get that fixed. Keep on hunting. There's plenty of hogs out there. Things are making a change. We're finally in spring, and we finally got some rain down south. So, gonna see how that goes. We got, you know, for the past two years, I think I've been talking on this podcast about us getting like the short in the stick on rain. Last year was awful. It got so bad, our stock pond dried up, lost all our fish, and uh, just been struggling. We get a little bit of rain just to keep things green, but not, not enough to actually flow. Uh, accumulate any water on the property but that has finally changed we had seven inches over this past weekend and uh, just very thankful for that it was it was an awesome sight to see me and the wife and the kids pretty much just sat in the house for uh, that Thursday and Friday as it rolled in on Easter weekend and just watched the rain it was just fantastic to see some flowing water the pond is a hundred percent full time to start restocking that getting it prepped got the river came up the river's beautiful right now it's actually kind of back down to normal uh but very muddy still went down yesterday to check out the boat ramp see how it fared it did really well uh, this isn't like a concrete boat ramp it's pretty much just packed dirt with some bull rock smashed down on the skid steer so a very cheap way to build a boat ramp but it works but only when it's dry so it's still very wet <clears throat> very slick won't be on that anytime soon which is fine I'm still doing a lot of work to the john boat but it is coming along i believe the last last time i talked to y'all we were, i talked a little bit about the john boat and uh, just very very excited with how far it's come it ne i never intended it to be what it is it just kind of like happened that way doing a little bit of work doing a little bit of work and get an idea and run with it and the next thing you know you have you know, five different compartments and cup holders and all your rod holders and a full-on deck, two seats mounted, lights and everything. So still working on the wiring side. Got all that pretty much ordered. I've been digging on Amazon for the past couple months, seeing what I want, seeing a good deal and uh, going to get that started. So the fun part begins, but everything else is pretty much ready to go. Uh, we did a test run on the pond. It was like a godsend. Everything happens for a reason it was like just about the time i'm finishing up the boat the pond gets full so now it was nice and easy to be able to back the boat up into the pond do a little test run fix a couple minor leaks just kind of get an idea 
how it's going to run. Obviously, I added a ton of weight to this boat. It's a very light. It's a 14 by 40. It's a 1448 riveted John boat. Very light. And uh, I took all the benches out of it, which didn't really take anything away from the weight because they were so light. But it took a lot of the... Uh, the strength of the boat out a lot of the, the, I guess the, uh, how do I, the structure of the boat that actually really holds it together, made it pretty flimsy. I guess you could say uh, a couple times last year around the boat, hit a little rock, hit a little stump and you could actually watch the whole boat like torque and flex. And it was very sketchy. And because of that, I popped a couple rivets, got a couple major leaks in the boat, had to fix that. So this really needed to happen. I needed to, to rebuild the boat. Uh, the way I wanted to add some some structure, add some strength, and that's really part of it. But in doing so, I added a ton of weight because I built everything out of plywood. Um, and people are going to say, oh, you should have done that. You know, obviously the weight issue, but now you got rot. I, I did plywood because, for one, um, it was given to me. Everything on this boat pretty much was given to me as far as the lumber it took to build the deck, the, the compartments, everything. Um so compared to going out and buying a whole bunch of aluminum, angle iron, and, and stuff like that, and sheet metal to, to be able to build all that stuff, it was going to cost me a fortune, probably closer to $800 for what I was going to do. And not only that, a ton of time and a ton of fab work. And I just not at that skill level yet. I can work a saw a lot easier. I had the lumber, went ahead, built the boat the way I wanted it. Very excited about that. It came out freaking beautiful we're going to be posting pictures of it as soon as i'm done haven't done any work to the exterior of the boat yet it's just pretty much bare aluminum but i kind of like that look but i will be doing a probably a black gator glide or a gray gator glide bottom uh very slick paint very durable um and then i will probably be doing the exterior in like a glossy white so it should look really clean uh i don't know necessarily i love the white look to it it looks very coastal um which was kind of my intentions uh for this john boat to make it almost look like a flats boat but at the same time you know we are very messy we're on a very muddy river half the time it's probably going to drive me nuts and i can see myself after a year or two just completely dumping the white and doing a whole nother paint job on it something like a darker gray or maybe like an army green. But I really wanted to stay away from that because that's kind of how everybody's John boats are. I wanted to do something a little different. But right now it's looking really good. Um, plan on getting it on the river here very soon. Chasing some pigs, seeing where they're at. You know, it's very muddy down there right now. I took that walk to the boat ramp, just check it out yesterday, and there's pig tracks all up and down the boat ramp. So even though... I don't have a feeder going right now. I let it run dry on corn. I've probably been out of corn for the past few weeks. I don't even have my game cams up. They're still in the area. It's the river bottom. They got plenty of cover down there, and they're hanging out. So very excited about that. Lots of deer tracks, too. I'm not going to get into talking about deer yet. I'm going to try to stay off the deer topic through spring. I'll, I'll start talking about deer hunting come summertime when I'm starting to get prepped, but as of right now, stay off the deer topic, going to talk wild hogs, going to talk about the boat, getting on the river, just everything that has to do with that. I'm very, part of this whole build on the John boat was to run the river and chase pigs. Now, you're probably wondering, you know, 
is this legal? Well, you can't legally shoot out of your boat. You can't shoot a gun out of your boat. That is against the law. Can't do that. I'm going to say, I haven't done that. Can't do that. Uh, (laughs) But there's a ton of hogs on the riverbeds summertime. It's fun to chase them. And it's just a really good way of getting some, uh, getting an idea of some of the numbers, you know, in the few mile stretch of, of river bottom, what you're seeing. It's a great way to survey a lot of the wildlife. You know, it's, I also see a bunch of deer that way. Um, I just really enjoy being down there by myself, mixed in with the nature and, and all the wildlife down there, the turkeys, coyotes, just, you see some really crazy stuff down there and it's, it's a lot of fun, but, you know, going back to, to chasing hogs on the boat, something that's been on my mind a lot lately because you can't shoot out of your boat with a rifle, um, it's really brought into mind with me bow hunting this past season, getting a little better with that, getting a little more comfortable with that, you know, the possibility of keeping a bow on the boat when these hogs decide to cross the river, you know, it's very easy to drive right up on them and get pretty much point blank to them. In this case, it would be a great idea to, to bow hunt out of the boat as long as they're in the river and not on somebody's private land. I don't see there being any law against it. You can bow fish all day long. Why can't you hunt hogs with a bow when they're swimming across the river? And really, there's a lot of pigs on the river. And most of the time when they hear a boat, I've said this countless times on the show, they they tend to spook. And I guess their first reaction is, if I can get across the river, I'm safe. And so most of the time, before they even see you, they just hear the motor running. They tend to jump in the water and they try to swim across. And if you're fast enough, uh, you can get right up on them. And, you know, with the bow, the chances of you getting more than one drawback and shoot is one shot off is pretty slim, but if you can get one out of the group, you know, and you're seeing multiple groups a day, you're doing all right. And, and with that being said too, if you had, you know, two guys, if one's around the boat and you had one guy up front doing it, then you're not having to worry about working the boat and shoot a boat at the same time. It's kind of a partner thing. You could switch off. So thinking about doing that, um, really need to double check the legalities of all that. Make sure that I am correct, that I am you know, not breaking the law. Uh, that's the last thing that I want to do. Uh, I was getting in trouble for just being ignorant. And, you know, if it all checks out, starting it up and, and seeing what it's like. But another thing that I've thought about, and it's a little morbid, but um, we are talking hog hunting and there's no really clean way of going going about it, you know, is when you're trying to eradicate a problem uh, by the masses, you kind of really think outside the box here. And when we're being overrun with this invasive species, you know, you can't just trap it and make it somebody else's problem. You're not doing anything. You're adding to the problem at that point. So the only way to really knock down these numbers is to hunt them and to get creative in hunting and trapping and stuff like that. So really, a lot of the times we're sitting around having a cold drink and we're talking about hog hunting, we're talking about we're coming up with ideas of being a better hunter and being more successful out in the field one of the things that i've thought about doing it's become quite popular you're seeing it on youtube is is spear hunting um a lot of hunters uh for sport 
are really kind of taking a step back and drawing away from rifles and ARs and now even bows, which bow for a long time was like, hey, you're bow hunting, you're primitive, man. You're you are apex predator of the woods. You're a you're a bad SOB. And that's even taken a step back and you got guys sitting up in trees spear spear hunting and uh it's really kind of taking it to the next level like bow hunting is difficult enough because you got to get that animal to come in so close or vice versa you got to get in close and a lot of times you know it's been you know many hours up in a tree stand you know countless times of checking your game cams following trails you know it's hard enough with pigs it's even more difficult on whitetail when you're chasing a mature buck and, and it could be, it could be a lot of fun. It could be a lot of work. And many times you're, you're left there, you know, you're watching a buck or, or that animal sit 10 yards outside of your, your distance that you're comfortable with shooting and ended up not even being able to take a shot because of that. And that's, that's what makes it so difficult. And, uh, there's just a lot more things that can go wrong than just, you know, raise, raising up a rifle and pulling the trigger. And I don't want, to take that away, I don't want to make it sound like it's that easy because it's not. You know, rifle hunting has its difficulties too. There are a lot of factors that go into that, a lot of practice that goes into that, and there's a lot of prep time. So don't want to take anything away from the rifles. I'm just saying it's kind of well-known in the hunting world that you have a different difficulty. There's different uh, factors to overcome in bow hunting. I guess you can say... It's a little bit more difficult than rifle hunting. There's a lot more practice that goes into it when you haven't done it your entire life and you're getting into something new. But now you got these new hunters that have been watching these guys on YouTube doing the whole spear hunting thing. And so they're, that's becoming quite popular to the point where, like, you can go to Academy Sports and buy you a spear, you know, for spear hunting when, I mean, that that's just a recent thing that's been, like, popping up in the past decade. So... Very cool to see that, but my idea with that is maybe instead of the bow, since we are getting so close to these hogs, since we are able to pretty much pull up on a sounder in the middle of the river while they're swimming across, keep a spear in the boat, obviously, with like a rope or something on it so you don't drop it and lose it because these things ain't necessarily cheap, but keep the spear in the boat and spear these things like like a mammoth, man. Like get up close and personal and, uh, you know, while you're driving up on the boat, spear a hog. I think that could be a little bit more effective, you know, than a bow and the fact that you might be able to get multiple pigs. And on top of that, I think in the long run, it'd be a lot cheaper. For one, a, a spear doesn't cost near as much as a, a bow, even if you're looking at a, at a much more affordable uh, budget bow. A spear is cheaper. You're not going to have to worry about losing arrows and broadheads. Um, and also there's a good chance that even if you make a really good shot on a bow, that pig, if it's of any size, will most likely still make it to the bank, most likely still get away from you. Cause at that point, when that hog touches the river bank, it is on somebody's private property. You can no longer go and track it. And so there's, there's stuff like that. And when you're part of the tournament and you're wanting to bag hogs, and get credit for that that's a problem so everything i do now is kind of like term tournament in mind um trying to be as successful as possible 
without being cruel, I guess you could say. And that's like I said, that's a very hard thing to do uh, in the hog hunting world. It's something that we have to really just kind of accept that, you know, we are man. That is animal. There's a very invasive species and we have to do our part. And sometimes it's not pretty. Um, hunting sometimes is not pretty, you know, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. You can cross your, you know, cross your T's and dot your I's. Something can happen that's beyond your control. Um, that leads to a bad shot that leads to a wounded animal. And, uh, that's part of it. There's not a hundred percent chance that you're going to just drop it in its tracks and it's going to go as painless as possible. That's, this isn't a perfect world. Uh, I know a lot of people really attack hunters and, and outdoorsmen for that. But, um, this is, this is real life. Hunting is real life. It's not pretty as much as as a hunter would love for it to go go perfect every time it just doesn't happen so it's something that you have to kind of overcome you got to get you got to be okay with it and uh it's not for everybody i i don't think taking people out on a boat and spearing hogs is going to be for everybody in fact i i wouldn't even think about recording it i wouldn't think about sharing it with people just for the fact of i would probably you know, I would probably get a lot of people going, this is really cool, this is really fun looking, like, way to go. But at the same time, I would probably get, you know, I wouldn't say I would get just as many people attacking me, but the ones that would attack me would attack me hard. And it would be just a constant verbal abuse. It would be a headache. It would be. It would not be worth it to show people that. Um, so, therefore, I would not even entertain the idea of, promoting myself by doing this, promoting, taking people out. Like, obviously, I wouldn't guide or anything like that. It would be something that I would do. It would be my technique of hunting, probably something I would do with, like, really close friends and relatives that would be okay with it. You know, obviously, there's still the safety concern, too, getting this close to wild hogs. We're not in a freaking yacht. We're not in something. We're not in a body of water that's, necessarily safe this is something that like something goes wrong you're far away from any help you're far away from you know somebody being able to come out and rescue you so one of those things where you need to know what you're doing practice it practice it as safe as possible watch out for the pigs and just do your best and try to knock as many down as possible that's the whole goal here it is you know, we preach it conservation through eradication, but that's just really what's been going through my mind a lot lately with, with the boat build and getting ready for summertime, hitting the river, doing some swimming, some fishing, you know, enjoying my little private river. Honestly, I, I live on this river. There's not a lot of access to it. I talked about, uh, last year, getting the motor on the boat, taking it out with my brother one morning and seeing the first boat with a couple boaters on it for the first time in years, you know, and talk, and they were just as surprised as we were that we bumped into each other. It was really neat. You know, they had a beautiful boat too. They had this gorgeous havoc with a, I want, I want to say it was a 40, 40 jet, uh, Mercury. Don't quote me on that. Can't quite remember, but beautiful boat, beautiful aluminum boat. I mean, just like, something out of my dreams. It was great to see other people enjoying the river. And, uh, 
we saw them multiple times that day, just crossing each other's paths. Very narrow, very small river, very shallow at times. Uh, it's very difficult to run, very rocky, a lot of obstacles. Talked about Robert, you know, here at True Ballistics. He he built his boat the same time I did. We rebuilt the transoms and everything in them. Two old boats that we got, got mine for free, washed up after a flood, doing a salvage project on it. And uh, Robert had his that he bought for like $200 and it was a welded, it was a great boat. Obviously it had been severely damaged. I don't know if it was in a car wreck. I don't know if it was in a boating accident, but it like split uh, the railing on the top. You know, most of these boats have like a round rail that goes around the, the outer diameter of the boat, split that just a lot of damage. We worked our butts off on it, got it fixed up. Still wasn't pretty, but it ran and it ran beautifully and it was fun. It was nice to be able to take two boats out, two people at the same time. You know, you could kind of uh, share gear, share, you know, fuel, share props. You know, if you need to bust it off a prop, ice chest. Had a great time last summer. Really enjoyed it. And then uh, he went out. I warned him. You know, I've been running this river my entire life. He was kind of new to this river. It was very shallow. And uh, I was like, man, just just be careful. You know, you don't know what's out there. Watch out for those rocks that are just under the surface. Um just be careful when, you know, a spot that, you know, we had ran through multiple times, dozens of times that summer. Um, is there a little, like, five-foot gap, two trees each side? There's a gap right in the center of the river. The only spot that you could possibly go through. There was no way of, of, of getting around it if you wanted to go up river. And uh, anybody would have made the mistake. It, there was a small ripple, you know, we had been through there multiple times, just like the week and a half before that, went up there full speed, both boats, and uh, he ended up hitting that thing at 20 miles an hour, and it turns out that ripple was actually about a two-foot diameter steel pipe, about a 30-foot joint of pipe that was angled uh, up as you're coming upriver. So uh peeled the bottom of the boat out and uh, just completely total – lost thank god they weren't severely hurt couple bumps and bruises but ejected them from the boat they weren't wearing life jackets luckily nobody hit their head or anything but they were fine it was a uh very scary moment he gave me a call said hey i'm in a bind i'm about two miles up river can you come get me and had to go and drop the kids off at, at my mom's place and you know drop the boat in real quick and, and head up there and at the time my boat wasn't even close to being a finished project i had leaks and stuff in it i had no bilge pump nothing uh didn't know what i was going to get into but got up there and we were able to uh to rescue those guys and they were fine boat was a total loss but we ripped the motor off of it took the motor back in the ice chest and and it just been now we're down to one boat and that's just part of it. That's part of the, the dangers of running that river is stuff like that. I mean, we've been, we've seen parts of old cars. We've seen uh, deep freezers that people have dumped off of bridges, um, all kinds of stuff. You name it, it's probably in that river somewhere. You just got to be really careful and, and uh, watch yourself. Uh, it just, but. Like I said, it's kind of like my own private river at times. And I know a lot of people run it. I know I'm not the only one um, to think so would be just completely ignorant. I'm just kind of the only one really in my area. You know, my small, probably two-mile stretch, there's not a whole lot of people that are getting in there. You'll see some people fishing off the bridge. Uh, you'll see some people occasionally on their properties just fishing off the bank. But 
very few and far between, like I said, especially in the summer when it gets so low. But really, really, I think because of that, because there's so little activity on the river, that's why those hogs are just bunched up so much down there. And kind of easy pickings, you know. And hogs are very smart. So everything that I'm doing today is going to have an effect two, three, ten years from now. Um, I I like to think that we kind of killing off the dumb ones. And every time that you kill a couple and there's others to witness it, they learn from that. Pigs are very smart. They're, they're observing everything that you're doing and they're catching on. So I feel like, you know, if I have success running the boat, you know, for a while, if I'm constantly attacking the same sounders and they're breeding and breeding and breeding the same group of hogs, you know, it's a good chance that in a few years when they hear that motor coming that they don't jump in the river, they don't swim across. And instead they run up the bank and I never see them. So who knows? Who knows how long this is going to be successful? Who knows how if it's going to be successful at all? It's just an idea. I'm very excited to give it a shot this year. There's a lot of things I'm, I'm excited about. Really just around the boat. I'm, I've been putting so much work into this. Uh, we've been so busy at work here lately. You know, it's been great. It's been great to be busy again for a long time. You know, the ammo industry was very tough. It was very slow. There were a lot of days of twiddling our thumbs, coming up with ideas to try to stay busy and now it's like okay we're back to we're back to normal this is this is the way it should be this is the way we plan on it from the get-go uh it's nice to see that nice to have that so very thankful uh all praise goes to god all praise goes to everybody out there that supports us not only at true ballistics but at the sounder podcast and with uh, true hog hunters but we're excited about the year to come if we can stop getting our website shut down things will be even better but just uh, bear with us. I hope to get that back up and running soon for y'all, and we can get some numbers to y'all. Right now, I, I can't even tell you what what the score is for the month because I can't I can't even log on. So, uh, I'd like to tell you who's who's winning and who's uh, out there killing hogs, but I don't know. I know Punisher Hunting's got some waiting on me. Uh, he sent some in a text, but I can't I can't approve them if I can't get online. So, just like I said, if you got pigs. Keep all that data. Don't delete them yet. We'll get this all straightened out. Um, if you got any questions, feel free to email me. It's charlie at the soundarpodcast.com, and I'll help you out any way I can. Got to apologize. I'm not very good at responding to Facebook messengers. Um, we get sometimes so many. Every time I make a post, we'll get tons of tons of messages, and it's just hard to really keep up with them all. So, Email me, Charlie at the Sounder Podcast. I'm way better at getting back to you that way. And uh, I'll help you out any way we can. But stay tuned uh, with the whole boat build. That should be finished up here really soon. I'm going to be talking about hitting the river, hopefully seeing a lot of pigs and getting back with you all on that. Uh, putting some corn in the feeder right now. The cornfield across the road from me is looking looking good. They're going to have a hell of a crop if it keeps raining like this. And... Um, Every farmer around here deserves a good year because, man, it hasn't been the best the past years. But it looks like we're going to go into a wet season. Hopefully it's good for all the farmers. Hopefully the hogs stay out of their fields and uh, they have a great harvest. But, guys, that's going to do me on time. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Sounder Podcast. I'll be back next week uh, with a lot more updates. Like I said, email me, charlie at the soundarpodcast.com. If you got any questions regarding the tournament. And best of luck to y'all. I'll be back next week. Thank you all so much. See ya.